I'm asking all of my listeners, my proud supporters of our courageous men and women in blue to join me and express your unwavering appreciation for law enforcement. Pin Blue Line USA has stylish apparel, great accessories that make a statement and flags that fly with pride. They've got everything you need to show your support for law enforcement. Go to PinBlueLineUSA.com and shop a wide selection of products to show up your patriotism. Use code SID and get 15% off. Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word Sid. Andrew Giuliani worked for Donald Trump for four years. And, of course, is uh, the great mayor's son and a dear friend of mine. He may even be on a golf course right now. I swear to God, it's possible that Trump is standing right next to him on a golf course in Mar-a-Lago. Good morning, Andrew. Oh, Sid, good morning. It's good to be with you. I that The round got delayed until next week, so I'm down here, though, in sunny Florida, enjoying a little bit of time. And uh, I got to tell you, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad to hop in the middle of this thing with uh, you and Noam over here. But uh, you, you highlighted this so well with Joe Biden, right? The whole fact that it's obvious that he is uh, experiencing dementia. I mean, the fact that he's seeing and talking to presidents that are dead for decades. And I guess he's improving because, you know, last week it was somebody who was dead for 27 years. Now it's somebody who's only dead for eight years. So maybe he'll actually get depressed <laughs> get better, yeah. pretty soon. But, yeah. but it's beyond that. It, it's the fact that he actually is the centerpiece of a criminal enterprise over the last 45 years and, and selling out the United States of America and the country in order to gain for his family to uh, make this money. And, and that to me uh, is the biggest thing that I think the leftist media and then I think the left really wants to overlook and say, you know what, don't look over here. Don't even think about this. If Trump did a tenth of what Biden had done, then, I mean, well, look, you're seeing it right now. I mean, the fact that they're ultimately trying to drum up charges uh, just to put this guy in jail. Think about this report yesterday that was released. You know, we're seeing all the dementia storylines, the fact that he's, you know, an old elderly man that doesn't know what's going on. But as soon as they said that he willfully removed these documents. Remember, he didn't have the authority like the president of the United States does to declassify this. That tells you right there that this is a crime, that he actually did this. And while Trump is facing 40 counts and potentially 450 years in jail from Jack Smith for the the Mar-a-Lago documents, Joe Biden's not going to face... Nothing. And let me tell you this, and and, and you know this better than anybody because you're there now, you're there all the time. I'm first going in March to go see my friend uh, Scott Lobato's movie. I'm very excited about that. The Relentless Patriot, Scott Lobato's movie, Siggy Flicker. Thank you so much. So I'll be there sometime next month, my first visit to Mar-a-Lago, and congratulations again to Scott. But you're there all the time. You know this, Andrew. There is more security at Mar-a-Lago than the White House. This guy, Biden, had these documents all over the place, in a garage where homeless slept outside, in a library, at some uh, Chinese neighborhood. I swear to God, they were everywhere out in the open. 100%. And on top of that, you got to remember who was sleeping inside of that house. You had somebody who was compromised, who was getting money from Ukraine, somebody who was getting money from China, and those documents were in there. And by the way, he was high the entire time that he was in it, so he wasn't even making the right judgments. Of course, I'm referring to Hunter Biden. But you're absolutely right. And you'll see it when you get down firsthand to Mar-a-Lago right there. First off, 
you'll see it and you'll say, wait a second, they assessed this thing for $20 million. Let me see if I can figure out a way to drum up a $20 million investment and buy this tomorrow because it might be the greatest investment in the history of mankind. You'll see how incredible it actually is. But you're absolutely right. The amount of security that it actually takes to get through there, um, you know, it's impressive. And it's, and it's rightfully so. You've got somebody who is the leading candidate. Uh, to become the president of the United States. And I think that's so important that we repeat that even more and more. It's not just that he's the former president, but the leading candidate become, to become president, because then it really enlightens everything that these leftist prosecutors are doing. Alvin Bragg to uh, Fannie Willis to Letitia James to Jack Smith. These people are political as- actors mas- masquerading as prosecutors in some type of a level. And when you end up highlighting the fact He's a leading candidate again, as you do all the time. So, I mean, it's not like, you, you know, but I'm just saying, as when you think of it from that perspective, you'll realize exactly what they're trying to do. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYC. You know, my wife just made a really good point. She's actually on fire today. She's had two great points. I had to go back and ask Judge Napolitano about the fact that Fanny and her lover were at the White House. That goes above and beyond good sex and nice, nice dinners. Now she says, you realize that the more you talk about Biden, you're aiding and abetting the real possibility that he has to step down or they pull him down in exchange for Michelle Obama, which is the last thing that I want. So maybe we should shut up and just leave Biden where he is. Right. I've thought about. Yeah, I've thought about that, too. I think it's a really good point Danielle makes there. Um, You know, Michelle is a bit of an unknown commodity in terms of this. I do think I I am and maybe I'm a little bit in the minority of this. I do think that if Michelle Obama actually does become a candidate, I think of a lot of Americans are going to look at this and say, "Wait, wait a second. What does she stand for? How has her family made the country better or worse over the last 15 years? And what are they going to do actually on issues that we care about, like actually making sure the southern border is enforced again, like actually tackling uh, inflation and the economy? I know we've seen some good numbers on the economy from the technicals here recently, but that doesn't actually uh, account for the fact that you had $7 trillion that was poured in by this Biden administration. And one of the reasons why the Fed might not be able to bring rates down as fast is they're worried that inflation We'll go back up through the roof because you have seven trillion found dollars in this economy yep. that we didn't have before. So it's a great point by Danielle. And uh, and, uh, you know, I, I'll tell you what, I, I think maybe your focus should be a little more on Danielle. than on <laughs> yeah. You might find yourself in a little better mood. I think so. I, I mean, I don't listen. I know what you're saying about Michelle, but I don't want her. I mean, the fact is her I, husband is still a rock star. And this guy, I mean, look at what this guy did. 
This guy had the, the slowest moving economic recovery in the history of the presidency. This guy, and I got to tell you, I was choked up when he first started walking towards the White House with his wife and his two beautiful daughters. I go, you know what? This is kind of cool. It really is. And what did he do? He was the most divisive president in terms of race ever. Let me remind folks, Black Lives Matter was not born under Donald Trump. Black Lives Matter was born under Obama. That nonsense with that low-life kid in Ferguson, Missouri, uh, that was uh, that was under Obama. Same thing with Freddie Gray in Baltimore. Same thing with uh, Eric Garner on Staten Island. Every time there was a terrorist attack, and there were tons of them, whether it was Brussels or Paris or California, all this guy did was basically say, don't be mad at your Muslim neighbors. He was the worst eight years of absolute hell. But yet, whether you like it or not, for some reason, he's a rock star. Yeah, I just I wonder if that actually translates over to the independents and to those Republicans. I think actually, to be honest, if you want to talk about that contingent, however small that contingent is, that still may be holding out for for Haley or might not like Trump in the Republican Party. I think you nominate uh, Michelle or Barack Obama and all of a sudden they come back running to the Trump wing over here. So that's the way I look at it right there. Look, I think when you look at this report, I would much rather be running against somebody who is senile, who doesn't know if somebody is dead (laughs) or alive. I mean, who who can't remember that Hamas is the one that actually attacked Israel on October 7th. Uh, He continues to forget this stuff. Like the the mistakes that he's making, it's every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. And look, here's another question. Why aren't you doing a Super Bowl interview with CBS when you know you're going to have hundreds of millions of people watching it, and you know you're going to get favorable coverage, you know you're going to get soft questions, oh. and also you know if you do mess up, they'll probably end up cutting it for you because this is the leftist media that's in line. It, he just is not up for it. Yeah, that's he can't. No, he, he, he can't physically do it. And you're right. They tape it before. They play it before the game. Look at the yeah. talent, if you want to use that word, at CBS, Gail King, you know, Margaret Brennan, who hosts Face the Nation. You've got Dickerson. They're all Biden suck-ups. They all hate Trump. So you're not kidding when you say it'd be one thing if Bill O'Reilly was still working on Fox. That's a whole other story. Or even Sean Hannity. He would get the best treatment possible. And you're right. He still turned it down. You know, I, um, I contacted you, Andrew, right away yesterday when the president sent me back the interview I did in Israel signed, and, and I was so appreciative of that, especially when once again, again yesterday, Joe Biden comes out and takes a shot at Israel and Bibi by saying, quote, the response from Israel over the top, over the top. What is he, what, what is, what do you want Bibi to do? What does he want him to do? And Sid, you know, you probably have a better perspective than any of us right now. You've done a great job at at laying it out for us, at painting a picture for exactly what Israel now looks like in its present day, what it's gone through, uh, the uh, day-to-day happenings in Israel and and the threat that they're under on a constant basis. Uh, And I think because of that, uh, we're all, myself included, better educated at what it looks like on a day-to-day basis in Israel right there. Yeah. But that's exactly right. And, and you highlighted it before so well. The fact that he continues to support Iran, pour billions and billions and billions of dollars, when you know they're going to take that money and give it to Hamas, give it to Hezbollah, give it to the Houthis, and attack American soldiers and kill American soldiers with that money, that's traitorous, Sid. That, that's the only way that you can describe that. How can you actually go and look at your service members 
and actually say, I'm standing for you, for you that are actually willing to make the ultimate sacrifice for us, for our country. I'm willing to stand up here for you and make sure that you have a country that mm. cares about you, that we're going to have your backs because you have our backs. Can't do that. No. Joe Biden can't do that at all. No. And so to me, this is something that actually is solved as difficult as this is, right? This is something that can be solved, I really think, within the first year of a Trump presidential administration. And it starts first and foremost by cutting Iran off, by making sure you hit their infrastructure there, and by making sure, by guaranteeing that they do not get a nuclear weapon. That cannot happen right. ever in our lifetime, Sid, or honestly, the, the lifetimes of those who are living in Israel you know, may come to an end. That not just our lifetime, but your little baby Grace, my kids, yeah. Ava and Gabe. And by the way, Trump already did that. He cut them off. He uh, he made sure they were not getting any materials anymore. He he blew up Soleimani into about 16,000 pieces. They couldn't afford to buy a loaf of bread, that Iranian government, let alone get rich from uh, oil from China. So he did all that already. He made sure there was no Iran deal like John Kerry, Barack Obama, yeah. Biden. So he's already done all that. But I do want to bring up his race. And, and Sid, one, one, one thing I just want to add to that right there for perspective. Uh, President Trump put over 1,500 different sanctions on Iran while he was president. That's over a sanction a day, by the way, Sid, if you think about it, over a sanction a day, whether it be economic, military. I mean, this was a focus that every single day the Trump administration was saying, how do we make sure one of our biggest enemies, one of the biggest enemies to the West is, is, is being cut off here? He did all that. You're right. So on the way out, his race here, you know, I say this all the time. I'm very tough on Nikki Haley. I know you are, too. Uh, she stabbed him in the back, and now she's an embarrassment. She's embarrassing herself. I mean, she got blown out in Iowa during that caucus. For all the independent votes she got in New Hampshire, she lost by double digits. That was embarrassing. The latest poll I saw this morning, she's down by 29 points in her own state and then, and by the way, Nevada was a complete joke yesterday. And then, if you even look forward to Super Tuesday, do you realize that in some of those states, Oklahoma, Texas, Alabama, she, North Carolina, she's down by 60-plus points. Now, I did hear a rumor yesterday that she's starting to read the tea leaves, this moron, but what took you so long, and she still may beg out before South Carolina, but I think you'd agree at this point, Nikki Haley, she's embarrassing herself. I think she is, but Sid, my theory is on this, and again, I don't advocate for this, but I think this is exactly what Haley is thinking. I think that at some point she wants to show President Trump that she has 15 to 20 percent of Republicans. And I think she wants to come to the table with President Trump and say, you see this 15 or 20 percent? You don't become president without this 15 or 20 percent. Now, maybe. Oh, maybe so, so you think you think she's positioning for the vice president role? Oh, I, I am. And I think she's being critical of him because of that. I know it sounds crazy. But if you think about it, and you highlighted this yesterday with Ron DeSantis, right, he ended up, you know, after a year, basically, of going at each other, was immediately complimentary of Ron DeSantis. So I think Nikki Haley looks at this and says, you know what, President Trump will let bygones be bygones, and he's very rational when it comes to this stuff. And if I, if he looks and realizes that I have even 5 to 7% of the Republican electorate that I could swing, and that might be the difference between tens of thousands of votes in Michigan and in Arizona and in Wisconsin, then he might look at it and say, hey, 
Am I going to become the 47th president with Nikki Haley as vice president, or am I not? So I think this is the mindset that Nikki Haley is operating on. I don't know if it's necessarily correct. I haven't looked at enough of the advanced metrics to tell you whether or not it's good. I'm just telling you the way that I think the Haley campaign is operating. I think they're saying, you know what, he's going to look at this. He's going to look at the numbers. He's going to let bygones be bygones on this because he doesn't, he doesn't get personal with any of this stuff, right? It's, it's all business. It's not personal. And I think that's how she's operating here in this present moment. Could be. And you're right. Trump will let all that other nonsense. He'll push it aside in two seconds if she can ensure him a victory. Although he would never admit that the VP would get him a win. You may be right. Hey, Andrew, excellent, excellent appearance as always, brother. I love your terrific job. Enjoy South Florida. I'll see you and talk to you again very soon. Thanks, bud. Thank you, Sid. My man, Andrew Giuliani, and he's on every Friday, and he's really great.